Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, recently, a man in the Netherlands who sustained severe spinal injuries and was told he'd never walk normally again managed to do just that. And a large part of this was the use of artificial intelligence to send messages from the man's brain to his legs. A Swiss company called NeuroRestore developed this technology. The lead engineer on that was an Irish man called Cahal Hart. Afternoon, Cahal. Could you start by describing physically on, on, on Gertjan what, what what was implanted into him or, or upon him? What was implanted into him? So the first thing that was implanted into him was a spinal cord implant. So that goes uh, underneath the vertebrae, really on the spinal cord, at the level below the injury, and at the level where the uh, the legs are innovated, because we stimulate at that level so that. Uh, his muscles will be recruited and he can take steps. Mm. The second thing that was implanted was um, was the brain the brain decoder. And uh, so what you do there is you remove part of the skull, replace it with a sensor. The sensor rests on the surface of the brain. And then, uh, yeah, you read the, um, the brain waves from that. Right, okay. And would these implants be relatively small? Uh, they're reasonably large as far as brain implants go. Uh, I mean... On the market at the moment, there's, uh, there's the Utah array from, uh, from BlackRock. That's quite small. This is more, uh, it's a couple of centimeters in radius, I would say. So it's quite a large, uh, large implant. Right. And he has two of them. He okay. has one on each, each hemisphere. Yeah, and, and, and would the intention be that would that ever have to be replaced or they can remain there permanently? All, all medical devices uh, have a shelf life. So I'm not sure exactly how many years this one is certified to stay in. But yes, it can be replaced. And in fact, uh, one of his implants was replaced. Um, because unfortunately after several months he developed an infection in one of them. Right, okay. And and what's the state of the technology in terms of the brain implant and how accurately it can interpret what a person is thinking? Uh, How accurately? So it's it's reasonably accurate for our use case. So this brain implant was originally used with tetraplegic patients who were placed inside of exoskeletons and they were able to do some sort of um, rough control of, uh, of of these exoskeletons with the brain implant. So, you know, if it's a, if it's an arm exoskeleton, it's sort of up, down, left, right, forward, back. Um, for a leg exoskeleton, it's sort of go or not. With this particular use case with Gertjan, uh, we focus on two decodings. Um, so that would be his uh, his left hip flexor and his right hip flexor. Yeah, and, and so then on the spine, is that just really about sending electrical impulses to the right part of uh, of the leg? Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, you can find where the hip flexors are innovated on the actual spinal cord, and, yeah, you stimulate in that location. You can stimulate in that location with different intensities. That's, uh, that's a level of control that we're really... It's really cool to see work, um, because basically based on the, the intention or the intensity of the intention, you can take either a big step or a small step. Does the, is there then a period of, of learning it for him and for you? So yes, uh, it's, it's learning on all sides. Um, so in terms of the spinal cord stimulation, uh, Gershan was already in the SCIMO study, so he already knew how to use the system. We already knew what the correct stimulations were, were for him. Obviously, this, this was then a stimulation that wasn't triggered with a brain decoder, but triggered by other means. Um, so that learning period was finished. In terms of us, yeah, we needed to, to figure out what method of control to go with. And then in terms of the actual AI, well, you have to train that too. And uh, you train that by giving cues to Gurchan. So you, you have him uh, sit or stand and you say, okay, I need you to think about moving your left hip right now. 
and then you do a period of that and you say, now I need you to think about moving your right hip. It's really only a sequence of, uh, of several minutes and that gives enough brain data to train the decoder to then uh, be able to um, interpret the later brain waves. The AI that's interpreting all this, where does physically that live? Is, is there a separate box someplace that, that, that serves that purpose? Um, yes, so we've got a laptop at the moment. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's a research system, so it's not, uh, it's not yet pocket-sized, but um, we have a laptop which is physically connected to, um, to the helmet that you see Gutchen wear. Um, that's the helmet that, that connects to the actual implants. So that's a wired connection. Then on that laptop, uh, there's an AI algorithm which runs in real time, and it, it gives you the results of, of its decoding. It gives you a percentage value. I think he's 70 per, 70% thinking of a left hip flexion, and then you just take that value and you convert it into a spinal cord stimulation, and you send it down to the spinal cord stimulator. Okay, all right. I, 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 presumably it happens much quicker than that. It happens much quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in the sense of he thinks of moving his left leg and then that, that, does that happen almost instantaneously or, or is it a, a slower process? There, there is something of a delay, but it's a delay in the region of half a second. Right. Uh, okay. Um, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in terms of his mobility then, how much mm-hmm. is it, uh, has it improved from? Um, well, he really loves this new system. Um, so for him... Uh, he was always somebody who was quite cautious with the previous system. He didn't feel really in control of the steps, so we could make him take steps with the previous system, but it didn't feel like it was him taking the steps. So it's the fact that he can really modulate and control in real time his own legs is what gives him the confidence to use the system a lot more. Even though we're, this is kind of experimental and you're at a test stage, what would you anticipate, Carl, as in a, a timescale and that in how many years might people with spinal cord injuries be able to use a system like this? In how many years? Yeah. Um, so I suppose that depends on uh, the company that we partner with uh, is onward. Um, so we, we do have grants at the moment to, uh, to continue developing the system to do the V2. We've already started on that. And so that's with NeuroRestore and Clinitech in France and onward who are also in Switzerland. Um, I saw that along with this new story that, uh, that onward CEO said five years uh, before this would be on the market. That's what he said. Hmm. That's quite extraordinary. Cahal Hart is lead software and system engineer at NeuroRestore in Switzerland. Cahal, thank you very much. Well, thank you. And while we've uh, been chatting with Cahal there, people have uh, various, I don't know whether it's opinions or, or knowledge about how you're supposed to say things in kind of radio speak. Dermot uh, in Dublin says, uh, over and out is not actually correct. To finish an exchange, one simply says, out. Uh, Kevin says the correct procedure on VHF radio is to say over out is superfluous. 10 series codes are used by American uh, law enforcement agencies. Uh, can you not just say bye? Uh, it's not, not the same thing. And, and so you both know you're saying goodbye or in. I'd be interested to know if anyone listening uh, works for any of the Irish defense uh, forces that, you know, when you're on the radio, you go bye, 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 uh, because that's a Irish way of doing it. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Energlaze on News Talk.